Good morning. Today is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. I've shared with you before that there is a statement in the comments of our rabbis, in the Talmud, in the Midrash, about using the phrase, Ze klal gadol batorah, this is the great underlying fundamental concept of the Torah on which everything else is based. We're very familiar with the famous statement of Rabbi Akiva, Ve'ahavta love your fellow as you love yourself, that is the great principle. I've also shared with you a second opinion. And the second opinion comes from our Parsha, the Parsha Bereshis. B'Tselem Elokim Bara Oso, Zachar Unakeva Bara Osam, God created man, men and women, every human being, B'Tselem Elokim, in God's image. Zeklal Gadol Batora, this is the great fundamental, fundamental principle on which everything is based. Well, if this is the great fundamental principle on which the entire Torah is based, I think it makes sense to try to spend a couple of minutes to try to figure out what it means. Because it's not so easy. First of all, let's review the Pasuk in this week's Parsha. And God said, Let us make man. Notice that phrase, let us. Who was God talking to? So hold on to that question. I'm hoping to cover that this Thursday night. In our image and in our likeness. So the word selem and demus, they're words that are almost synonyms. Why are there two words used? What's the difference between being in God's selem and God's demus? That's a question let's leave for another time. Let's just focus on the word selem because that's the word that the Torah repeats. And God created man in his image, in his image, in the image of God did God create him, male and female he created them. Male and female, he created them. We're also going to discuss that on Thursday night. We'll leave that for the time being. But the question is, what does it mean to say that every human being, and again, let's remember, this is every human being, is a tselem elokim. It, it can't possibly mean that every one of us looks like God. <clears throat> First of all, we don't look like each other. Second of all, God has no physical appearance. So, the literal word selem, which we understand to mean a visual image, certainly cannot be what we're talking about because God does not have a physical visual image. And it certainly cannot mean to be descriptive of the fact that we all act like God because clearly there are many people that do not. Clearly there are many evil people in the world. And so, in what possible way can we understand God having created every one of us B'Tselem Elohim in His image? Let me share with you four classic opinions. 
And I believe each one of these opinions has tremendous practical lessons to teach us in terms of how we view the world, how we view each other, how we view ourselves. So, let's start with the Malbim. The Malbim says, the Hu Kli Yakar. Every person, every man, woman, and child is a Kli Yakar, a precious vessel. In other words, something dear and cherished by its creator. That's an amazing concept. Every single human being was created by God and therefore as a creation of God is cherished. Just like if I create something, I cherish it. Of course, not everything I create do I cherish. Uh, an artist might create many things and he or she might cherish some of them, but some of them may not be cherished. But God cherishes every single one of the human beings that he creates. And again, this will mean, regardless of their behavior, regardless of their status, regardless of how they are viewed by the rest of the world, but they are cherished by God as something that is valuable and dear. Okay, that's the Malbim. Let's look at the words of the Nitziv in his Sefer Hamek Davar, Rav Tzvi Naftali, Berlin, lived in the 1800s, great commentator on the Torah. He says, V'zehu Tzelem Elikim, the words Tzelem Elikim mean, Hamasavavo umagin alav minezek. The word Tselem is related to the word Tsel, which means shadow, which means to say that every human being is surrounded by God's protective shadow. Mesavavo umaginolominezek, protected, surrounded by God's shadow, by God's presence. In other words, this is also a radical and dramatic statement that every single being, every single human being, has an ongoing connection in life with God. On an ongoing basis, as we go through life, we are connected by, we are surrounded by God. We are protected by God. Of course, that begs the question, well, so what does that mean when things that are very painful to us and very distressing to us, happen to us, what happened to God's protection then? That's a very good question. We'll have to answer that at another time. But the concept means that we go through life accompanied by God. That's number two. The third opinion that I want to share with you is from Rabbi Meir Simcha of Dvinsk, who wrote a very famous work of commentary on the Torah called Meshech Chachma. HaTzelem Elokai, the godly Tzelem that we are created with, who is HaBechira HaChovshis, the freedom to choose. Believe Teva Machriach without our nature or our nurture determining it. 
Rak miratzon v'seichel chafshi. Only, our choices are only based on our will and our free reason. In other words, it is not true to say that every human being is free to do whatever they want. <clears throat> we are born into or we find ourselves in circumstances that limit our opportunities. That is certainly true. But in terms of the choice between right and wrong at any one moment, we have the ability to choose what is right and to refuse what is wrong, and we are not determined either by our nature or our nurture. Meaning, I don't have the excuse to say, because I was brought up like this, therefore I have chosen what is wrong. No, even if I brought up to think that a certain activity is accepted or okay or can be rationalized, if on the basis of my reason I determine that it's wrong, I am required to choose to avoid it. And if I still do that, I am held accountable. I'm held accountable for my choices and I don't have the excuse of my environment, my upbringing, my circumstances. That's what it means, B'Tselem Elohim. I have the ability and therefore the responsibility to choose what is correct and to avoid what is incorrect in every circumstance. No excuses. That's Telemelechim. The last one I want to share with you is comes from an earlier source, the Sifri, from the Talmudic era, but it's quoted by Rav Zalman Sarutskin in his work, Oznayim Torah, which is also a very important commentary of the Torah. He says as follows, She'inyin ha'tselem v'hadmus He uses both the word tselem and demus. I'm not differentiating right now between the two of them, but he mentions both. What does that mean that we are created b'tselem and demus of God? That God placed within mankind ratzon, the desire, the koach, and the ability lehizdamos a love to imitate God. That is, if we define God as good, and therefore, what God does is the definition of what is good, and that is the path that we should follow. And therefore, imitating God is the greatest good that a human being can achieve. This concept that we are created, B'Tselem and Demus of Hashem, means that we have the ability to do that. We have the desire to do that. We want to be like God. And we have the ability, the strength, the freedom of choice to choose to act like God. So when God is compassionate to those who do not seem to deserve it, we have the desire to imitate that and the ability to do that. When God visits those who are sick, when God um, um, takes care of those who are in need, clothes those who are naked in this week's parsha, Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, etc., etc. All of those things that we see God doing, we have the desire to do it. Why do we have the desire to do that? Because, because God placed that desire in us. 
why have that desire if we're not going to be able to accomplish it? No. God also placed within us the ability to succeed at imitating God's actions on our human scale. So those are four opinions, four classic opinions about what this means. And if you think about these four, each one of them is really transformative. This is certainly one of the most magnificent and revolutionary concepts that Judaism has given the world. And what we need to think about is, what are the practical conclusions that this concept should lead us to? To be able to see every single human being as a precious vessel made by God has got to have an impact on how we look at people, especially those who are different from us, those who have a different skin color or language or culture, but we're talking about someone that is cherished by God. So how could we possibly mistreat another person and certainly another group of people? It is unthinkable. The way that the, the, the fact that we live within Seel Hashem, the shadow of God, that should give us a way to view how we live our lives. We do not go through life alone. I've shared this many times before, especially over the last six months. There are times that we appear to be by ourselves. And yes, it is true, we may feel lonely at times, yes. But the, the, the existential and spiritual fact is that we are always surrounded by God, protected by God. Freedom of choice. That means that we have to hold ourselves and others accountable. That means that we do not excuse behavior based on, oh, they didn't know any better. Oh, that's how they were brought up. No, we have to insist on a certain standard of behavior and hold those accountable. And that means ourselves as well. We don't get those excuses either. We have to choose what is right. Not because the people around us are doing it. Not because it is uh, something that seems very popular in society. We are held accountable to choose what is right based on our own understanding. And lastly, that we have the will, the desire, and the ability to imitate God. That is really a plan for our lives. Especially in these portions where we see God acting within the world through the book of Boratius, what we should be looking for is, what are the actions of God that I can imitate? And what are the ways in which I will imitate God in this way? We start this week with the Parsha Boratius. We have the opportunity, and I look forward with God's help to the opportunity to studying the entire Torah together as a group in this context. To live with the Parsha means that during the week of each Torah portion, there is an opportunity, there is an opportune time to work on the concepts and the lessons that are in that Parsha. And I would suggest to you that this week, a very worthwhile and valuable activity would be for each of us. I'm going to try to do this myself, and I invite you to try to, to, to join as well. This week, 
I'm going to try to focus on Selem Elikim. I'm going to try to focus on the way I look at each other person and the way I look at myself, the way I look at the world, to try to look at it through the lens of Selem Elokim and through the prism of these four interpretations. I'm going to try. Why don't you try? And let's see what we come up with during this week. My friends, I wish you a great week, a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.